Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solace, and with me, as always, is my very, very, very talented friend, my hoa the mixtress, DC Gina. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go, I think it's good. It is good. It is good. <laughs> Got to open the show with a little aloha. <laughs> it was the delivery. <laughs> I try. I try. Um, so I'm going to take you on a little virtual trip to Hawaii. You ready? Okay. Great. So do you know anything about the Menehune? Have you ever heard of them? No. no? no. Okay. All right. So ready to get schooled. So Hawaiian legend has it that many centuries ago, the Menahone actually were a magical, mischievous, small people. They range anywhere from two feet to six inches and were so small they could actually stand in the palm of your hand. So it is said that they lived and danced and sang throughout all of the islands, through the valleys and the forests, um, well before any Polynesian settlers were there. So it's way before anything else. Like I said, the Menehune were magical, but they were also mischievous. Um, they have been known to use magic arrows, and they would pierce the hearts of angry people so that they could fill their hearts with love and joy. So little aloha. It might have stung in the beginning, but it was good in the end. And according to local lore, um, they were very strong and very industrious, and they built many, many structures on the islands to include temples, roads, canoes, and fish ponds. Now, there's still a fish pond on Kauai, and it's called, uh, and it's called the Ali Coco Fish Pond, and it's still in use today, and archaeologists believe it's over a thousand years old. And they can't really they don't really know how it was built, but it, it's a fish pond. They built it to trap the water so that they could farm fish in it. But again, it's like over a thousand years old and, they, and it still holds up to all of the water. And there's a lot of questions on how it is actually built and how it's withstand over, withstand, withstood over a thousand years. So, That's so obviously cool. there's a lot of debate whether it's fiction or, or facts, um, whether Menhune are real or not. Uh, they've never found any um, skeletal remains that it shows evidence of, um, of this small race of people. Um, but here's what's crazy. Um, most people still believe they're still around, but in 1820, on 1820 census on the island of Kauai, there were 65 people that listed as, listed as Menahune. Really? Yep. So, very interesting. <laughs> so, leads us up to today's designated drinker, who might know a few Menahune himself. He's definitely not one, but I like to think that he is part of my ohana. It, who else is it? But it's Garrett Marrero from Maui Brewing. Welcome to the show again, Garrett. Aloha. Hello. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you again, as always. Good to see you. Hey, Gina. He's definitely not a Menahune, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's like... No. I, he, no. I won't fit in your hand. <laughs> like the height of four Menahune put together or anything? I don't know. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. Cool Kind story. of fun, huh? I yeah, did. you did your homework. That's more, that's more than I knew about Menahune before this Do episode. Do you know there's that's actually cool. three, there was a whole nother part I didn't go into, but apparently there's three famous um, Menahune on, on Maui. And I could not even, I could not even pretend to be able to pronounce their names because they're like these 
18 long, you know, typical Hawaiian names, but yeah. apparently they're famous just on Maui. But I didn't even go into that because I'm like, I'm going to butcher the hell out of that. So I stayed away from it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It is, it's a beautiful language too. It's, you know, I know some people who are, of course, fluent and, you know, cultural advisors that we use at times too. And um, it's amazing to hear them speak because it, it's just such a, a beautiful language, but something that's relatively simple. 13 you know, as letters. Well. So it's, uh, it's just different yeah. from where, yeah, yeah exactly. Letters, so lots, lots of vowels, vowels. <laughs> lots of double vowels. Well, Aea on Oahu yeah. is the only city in the United States, um, to my knowledge, um, that has, uh, is all, all vowels. Yep. All the vowels. Yep. Yeah. I, that's funny. I never even put that together knowing how to spell yeah. Aea, of course, but uh, exactly. yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, I wish I was joining you guys in D.C. for a cocktail, but we'll have to do through Zoom as everyone is uh, I think doing June and I'd rather be in, on Maui right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was supposed to be there in February, yeah, and I'm yeah. very disappointed, but I still have my plane ticket, and I have credit, so I will be joining everybody yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Did we'll you look just warn him or let him know? Did you just warn Garrett? But if there's a tsunami coming, yes, yes. <laughs> when I board the plane, there'll be a warning. Don't worry. Yeah. So Garrett, I see that right. you've been very busy over this quarantine with some new products, huh? Yep. Tell us what you've been doing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been working on things for a while, but uh, you know, I think quarantines and you know, COVID-related uh, closures of restaurants have given us some time to focus on. Uh, you know, really launching some of the new beverages that previously were planned for really just Maui and Hawaii. Uh, so, you know, our seltzer program has uh, really taken off. Uh, I think they said last year was the year of seltzer, and uh, I don't think they were counting on 2020, but uh, this year's definitely the year of seltzer so far. Um, and then, of course, our canned cocktails, which has been a dream of ours for, God, probably going on eight years or so. Uh, we finally were able to launch those. Uh, it was quite a struggle, but we got there. So we're really proud of what our what? team has put out. So all right, let, so let's let's show you. So if you're if you're looking, um, you're following us on YouTube, and you see that you have the um, canned cocktails. Yeah. You have the whiskey cola, the whiskey ginger, and the gin and tonic, right? So yep. Pre-made, exactly. ready to go, really delicious. Um, one thing. So I'm gonna let's. So Louise, you have your do you have your cans of the the pre-made cocktails? Yes, I've been waiting forever to, to drink them. Because honestly, so everyone knows, Garrett was going to be on the show way back in March because he was coming for Savor, which unfortunately mm -hmm. was canceled because of COVID. So I have been waiting to drink these all this time. <laughs> I drank my first round. Yeah. So which one would, should I? Well, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Which one? Do, which one did you open, love? Um, let's start with. So I'm going. I, I would like to start with the gin and tonic because I okay. feel like I have a question about the gin and tonic because I, I never. I, I never. Oh. Um, and we do it straight out of the can? Yeah, it's just straight out of the can. Okay. You can put it over ice. You don't really need to. If they're cold, they're not cold, put it over ice. I love yeah. how, like, straight out of a can, she's like, yes, and then pours hers in a glass. I said, you can. I said, yeah. you can. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's the beautiful thing about the can is, you know, of course, they're, they're portable. They're lightweight. They're uh, very eco-friendly. They take really good care of the liquid inside because of the way they're filled and seamed. But, you know, you can drink straight out of the can. And uh, if you wanted to put it over ice, you can do that as well. If you think about going to the beach and you want a gin and tonic, you no longer have to bring a bottle of gin, your ice, your tonic, 
your lime and then a cutting board and go through that process and like, oh, who's got the cooler of the yeah. clean ice, right? Because you don't want to have just the, the ice and everything sitting in. So, you know, this is our way of like saying, hey, you want a cocktail at the beach? This is ready to go. You don't need the glass. Um, at home, I often will throw it over a glass of ice uh, and then, you know, usually like a wheel of, uh, you know, preserved orange or something along those lines. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's meant to be portable. Uh, you know, you think about where we're drinking here. I'm just going to go right back to my, I'm going to go right back to my titties and just hey, drink right out of the That's how can. we do it. Wait. A lot. So I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about that. So a lot of times you'll get um, products. So I'm, and I have a question about it because I, I really want to know. A lot of times you'll get products that people have ready made and they actually take the liquor and then they take the tonic and they put it in said container and they combine it like this. I need to know, are you carbonating this with the gin and then the tonic yes. together? So that's something that's also really unique about the way we make our cocktails. Um, a lot of times, like you said, um, you know, imagine making a gin and tonic at your bar or at home. You know, you take your alcohol, which burns ice right away, right? So you're pouring that alcohol over the ice. So you've now watered down your alcohol, right? Then you're taking a carbonated beverage, like in this case, tonic, and adding that on top, which is then going to technically flatten the tonic a bit, at least decrease the volumes of CO2. So what we do is we blend everything together, then carbonate it while it's cold, and then that's sent over to the filling line under pressure so that it doesn't lose its carbonation. So when you pour it over ice, uh, you know you you may dilute a little bit, but nowhere near the amount of uh, making a standard cocktail and drinking out of the can. It's got proper you know fizz, proper carbonation as well. So. How much, how many PSI is a pressure? This is the, all right, so we're gonna nerd out for a second, everybody. How many how many PSI is a pressure do you put on so, like in a can like this? Like, yeah, so that's gonna be uh, that'll be a mathematical equation that I don't know how to do, but I can tell you it's approximately three volumes of CO two, which I, I believe works out to about six milligrams per liter. Um, usually on the production side, yeah, we which don't talk high. about it in so much of a PSI standpoint uh, because that it's a pressure rating as opposed to a volumes how much co2 yeah. is actually uh dissolved into the liquid itself uh and that's what we're really looking for so but yeah three three grams it's yeah sorry so three great. volumes of co2 is, is about the carbonation level of a soda so you do get that snappiness honestly the thing i love about it too is that you know the more bubbles you have in there it tends to be a more effervescent but it it, it just enhances the quote drinkability where you don't get as much as the alcohol heat necessarily and you can crush uh, more of them. It, uh, at least I've found you can uh, tend to drink more than one uh, very easily. So, uh, there's, dare you say a sessionable gin and tonic? I yeah. feel like that's what <laughs> well, created. The, but you know, what what I do appreciate for that to that sure. point, I'm sorry, Garrett. To that point is it does it's not overly sweet. It's not like a lot often the, what's coming in a can. I'm not appreciating the. I, it, it's just not right for me, but th these are really lovely because to your point, they're, they're sessionable, but they're, um, it's not over like overly sweet. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's, especially it's with nice our tonic. Clean. So I, I think stepping back for a minute too, you know, this was an evolution that took almost eight years to get to the point of a canned cocktail. And initially we started back in 2008 making root beer, uh, as our natural, you know, non-alcoholic beverage. Um, that was such a wild success here locally, especially when families would come in, you get the parents that are having a pint of beer. We wanted the cakey or the kids to have, you know, a pint of something that they could enjoy. And so we made a, a natural root beer. So no fake flavors, all honey, vanilla, 
real local cane sugar, those types of things. So we made a great soda and we expanded that into cola and ginger beer. And then when we started talking about making gin, we're like, well, we better make a tonic too and make a killer one. But the problem is that most tonics out there do have a ton of sugar in them. So, you know, where they're sitting at, you know, I forget how many grams of sugar in each, but I mean, we're, we're about half the sugar that you find in the average tonic. And we use a lot of local lemongrass and other flavors um, locally grown here in Hawaii for making the tonic. So we take our gin that we make, uh, you know, as a, as a bottled spirit, you know, so, a, you know, kupu gin, and then we add uh, that to our tonic and the two liquids were designed to go together where one's really rich in lemon and lime and uh, coriander and juniper, of course, the other has uh, more like lemongrass type character and very low in the sweetness. So they, they're the legit, once you put it in the can as a G and T, you don't need to add anything else to it. It's ready to go. So, um, you know, it even, you know, not necessary to put a lime or a lemon or anything else in it. Uh, like I said, sometimes I'll do a wheel of preserved orange or something, but usually that's, you know, if I'm getting, getting fancy and making it out of it this way, but I do that less and less every day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really good. So we have, um, so you have two other ones that we have in front of us. We have the whiskey cola and then we have the yep. whiskey ginger. Which one do you suggest to do next the ginger or the cola? um i would probably go cola next uh, now cola is going to be the sweetest of the ones we make naturally it's a cola and when people drink a cola or a coke or pepsi they're going to expect sweetness and uh we actually have since the since the version you have we've dialed it back just a little bit but it is a whiskey cola it's your jack and coke guy is going to love that whiskey cola Although I would argue definitely more flavorful than um, traditional Coke. You know, this is, this is cola using root and, and all of that. So, so it's, a, it, it's legit. Where do you source your cola, be your cola um, beans from? We, we use extracts only on the soda side. And those are all made for us naturally by a company on the mainland. So we've contracted with them to make natural Ooh. extracts. So that way we don't have to be processing the ingredients. Yeah. You can imagine how labor intensive that would be. Um, you know, and even in some cases where yeah. we've sent fruit over to the mainland to then be processed into the, a stable extract. So, um, you know, the cola, like I said, is the sweetest of all of them. There's a little vanilla, a little bit of honey, those types of things in there to also enhance the flavor. But I like that it's really got a spice character. And for me, it was kind of designed around like a Fentimins type cola. So it's going to be more that botanical spice mm. cola as opposed to like, I mean, I just don't drink Coca-Cola products in general, um, other than Topo. But. I want to show everybody how easy it is. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if you've ever poured, like, yeah. a soda out. It's, like, such a beautiful fizz on the product. And, like, that's not yeah. normal. Like, as much as you think that, like, you know, that's what you get, like, when you pour an actual can of, like, cola out and not yeah. nothing with alcohol. So I find this to be, like, super fascinating, your process. Like, you really, like honed in yeah. on it. It's Carbonation delicious. is key for really uh, character. Good. And, you know, I think we, you know, in the beer world, we've seen, uh, you know, in years past before there was really a better understanding of craft beer, you know, people wouldn't want head on their beer and they didn't, they didn't understand why you needed to have, you know, the beer develop a head and where that comes from. And CO2 brings so much in terms of uh, texture and mouthfeel, but at the same time, it is bringing the effervescence, which is carrying the aromas to your nose. So before you even get to taste it in your mouth, your brain is already processing those flavors by the smell of what's coming to you. So 
uh, I would argue CO2 is, is a main ingredient in beverage. Uh, and so for us to be able to be the, ma the manufacturer, if you will, of both the soda and the spirit, we bring those together and carbonate them to our spec the way we like to drink them. And we hope you do too, of course. Yeah. I mean, we love it. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna race to the next one, Louise. Yeah, whiskey okay, ginger. Okay, I'm racing, I'm racing. But I wanna sure. get to the seltzers. I'm just and letting so the two of you so totally geek out and I'm enjoying the cocktail. Sure. Your whiskey ginger. And Talk to us about the whiskey that you're putting in sure. there. Are you making that yeah. as well? So we've got our, this is Kupu white whiskey. Um, so we, uh, similar, very similar to the whiskey oh. cola, uh, but this is with our ginger beer. So we make on the non-alcoholic side, still our root beer. We make the, uh, the cola, we make the ginger beer and we make the tonic. So we have those four sodas as well. Uh, this is just taking our ginger beer, which is, uh, it's actually become our number one selling non-alcoholic soda as well, uh, because it is such a great mixer, whatever you're putting it in with, like a mule or otherwise. Um, you know, I think that this is more of a Kentucky mule, so the whiskey and ginger, but it's got a spice character from the really fresh yeah. ginger that we put into there. So we actually cook the ginger uh, as a syrup so that we can get the spiciness from it. And uh, we want that raw ginger character to be in there. Um, which you can taste right there in the flavor. So uh, that's that's one of my one of my favorite cocktails for sure is a uh, Kentucky Mule or in this case what we call a whiskey ginger. I mean, you're so lucky to have the most beautiful ginger in the world at your fingertips. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't I suck. Would, no, it does not suck. But also, you know, your water that you're using to make this with you, it definitely has a salinity to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, there is a salinity in there just a little bit, which is really quite lovely. Yeah. And I don't know if it's coming on the syrup side, just the water balance in general, your pH that's on the island. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know what number, like where you're at on it. If you're like more on the acidic, uh, salty side of like a six, a six five, or if you're like floating in the seven two world, but this is so beautifully balanced with a little bit of heat. I love it. Sure. Yeah, that's where I, I love the heat in it too. And you know, our water bounces around quite a bit. It tends to be very similar month over, uh, so same month, year over year, generally pretty similar, but month by month, it changes so much here due to rainfall and, and just the, the microclimates that we have here and where water's coming from in different areas of the island. So generally the water is, you know, pretty hard in Hawaii. Um, but you know, we do have to soften it for, you know, a lot of our brewing purposes. So we do treat the water, um, you know, no chemicals, of course, but it's based on what we're making. We treat the water differently. So we're never, it's not just open the tap and let her flow. Uh, but we're certainly separating the particulate cause we get a lot of uh, red dirt in our water. That's for sure. <laughs> so. I'm sure. Like yeah. I find it to be fascinating. Like, um, I'm more into like now how people treat the water in, in general, like when they're doing, especially the canned cocktails, because like it makes such a difference, like especially the carbonation, the way it holds the bubble, yeah. you know, all of it, like it's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, we found on the distillation side, especially the water is super important. Um, you know, of course in brewing, it's important for, you know, IPAs especially, and, and of course in lagers, I mean, you're kind of pretty much all beers are in a different purpose. I mean, even like Goza style, you know, they're trying to mimic water from the Gosler region of Germany where, you had higher salinity and mineral content, um, you know, but in, you know, if you, if you were to proof down your whiskey, uh, in this case, gin, let's say, uh, we'll use the whiskey because it's one that gets proofed more. You can see how nice and clear it is. But if you had a, uh, if you had the wrong water going in there to proof it down to your bottle proof, 
Uh, you could get the cloudiness, you could precipitate the lipids, which will then, you know, form a ring around it, you know, and you get condensation in the neck because it's separating out. So those are things you don't yeah. want. So water is, water is very important in, uh, in every process. Yeah, what, what do they call it? Disjointed? Yeah. You disjoint yeah. the bottle like yeah, that? Yeah, and it doesn't look yeah. good. People are like, what's in the, what's in the bottle? The product? You know, so you got to make sure it's right. Why should I yeah. disjoint my whiskey? <laughs> so I have a question. How do you have all that white whiskey? Are we aging some whiskey? Can we expect a new product coming? Absolutely, yeah. So we will have our first aged whiskeys coming out um, most likely around October. Um, we have about 240 barrels, uh, 53 gallon barrels that are laying down right now at a uh, secret site up country. And uh, we're really excited about the way the whiskey's tasting. Um, we're going to start doing some barrel programs where, you know, you can buy the whole barrel and we'll blend it to your spec, that kind of thing. But uh, the whiskey is drinking phenomenally. And I can't believe as young as it is, how good it tastes. Like I've no one, when I put it in front of someone who knows whiskey, they can't imagine that it's only a year old at this point. They're like, I can't, I, I've never had whiskey one year that tastes like this. So You're in such a unique climate. I can only imagine between humidity, weather, the changing altitude in some regions yeah. of where you are. I mean, forget it. You could, you could almost dial in a whiskey probably in 18 months versus, you know, you know, two to four years that you're, that you're looking for to get like those you know, the flavor combination of your, of your white dog and, yeah. and then the wood to give you. Yeah. Your, well, your I think the, I can't, I can't help it. As soon as I hear Garrett's anything like local, like upcountry, it makes my heart <laughs> swell. Yeah. I'm just, I, I forget like the little things you said, you threw out yeah, cakey and I'm like, Oh, it's funny. Those yeah, little up things. Country. Up country is like, yeah, yeah. those little things. Up country. But All we right, haven't but gone with Kai or Malka yeah, though. What is that? Um, yeah. So in G Gina, in Hawaii, it's really crazy for directions because it's not east, west, north, south, although there is north and south shores. Um, you would say it's Malka of something, meaning it's going to be on the mountain side of something, Makai being the yeah. water side of something. So if you're like, oh, it's on the Malka side of the street, you just need to look at where the mountain, you know, it's going to be on the mountain side of the street. And that's all that's all if you yeah. that's how directions are always given and of course you always yeah. make a left at that mcdonald's you know the mcdonald that mcdonald's yeah you make a left at that mcdonald's yeah, yeah does exactly. ways work in hawaii or maui does what ways yeah, yeah it does if they don't they, but it hasn't it hasn't been localized if you will yeah but yeah the uh it's actually funny we were talking about it yes uh yesterday we had a meeting about some liquor control things and uh here on maui county uh of course there's no no secret if you follow me on social media uh, that we are, uh, have a challenged liquor department here in Maui. Um, but they actually, when you make your map of where your license location is, and you have to submit that, um, you have to put the two cities that are essentially, you know, nearest you, and then Malka Makai for your location. So, you, you know, it'll be like, for us, it's like Wailea and Kahului, and then it'll be Malka Makai. That's where, and you have to orient the axis of the compass that's on your map so that you have the right direction the building's facing. So you can't say north, south, east, west. It'll get rejected. So yeah, and that's in government, but that's Maui government, I will just add. I mean, I, I live in DC. I'm pretty sure we have somebody in the White House right now making up his own government as well. So I yeah. don't really know if he follows any sure. sort of other rules other than his own isms. That anyway, might just be it. Maybe he's taking a page out of Maui County Liquor. Maybe we're not giving maybe. them enough credit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. If All right. If only he so, did. We'd be better off we, if he did. So I'm gonna, be I want to hold them up for a second. Sure. Because. 
Everybody can see them. Yeah. Oh, the Celtics. And yes. yes. So let me let me let me just preface this by saying anyone listening to the show right now knows that seltzers are everywhere, right? You have all these different brands, all the different flavors, and you know, everybody's drinking them and it, it's such a hot market, it's insane. So yeah. so what I find so incredible about it is like everything's different. The things that are coming out of breweries is so different, radically different than say the 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 first ones like the White Claws and stuff that first came yeah. out or the Trulies. And now they have this really artisanal, um, crafted, honed in, Approach, you know, this yeah. is what it's gonna taste like flavor. Mm -hmm. So I waited, I have not tried your sausage yet. Oh, and cool. I waited because I wanted to do it on the show with you. Cause like, I am like, so in one of my bars that I own, I'm, we're actually here at Last Call in DC. We sell, when we were open, <laughs> we're not open right now. We'd go through, you know, 40, 50 cases of this in a weekend. Yeah. That's how much, that's how much between this indoor bar and our outdoor bar, we sell of like seltzer. So yeah. it is insane to me how many, I mean, everybody drinks them and they don't drink just one. They're no. drinking, you, you know, them. four or five. So I'm, I'm really excited. So which one should we try first? Uh, let's see, I would probably go um, citrus first. So okay. that's going to be some more subdued. It's definitely more lime and lemon character. Um, you know, our, our, I think one of my favorite criticisms of our seltzer is that uh, people didn't get enough flavor. I'm like, exactly. It's meant to be subtle. It's meant to be a hint of flavor. We don't want heavy extract. We don't want cloying flavors. We, you know, we want it to be a hint of sparkling water, thinking La Croix or other bubbly type water with alcohol at 5%. Um, so for me, you know, we've always erred on the side of caution with flavor, even going back to our coconut porter, which was the first coconut beer in the country. So uh, good. You know, where it first. is, thank Truly you, the, the subtle <laughs> character of toasted coconut. Absolutely. And so we've, you know, if you want a bunch of flavor, well, we have ways to add flavor post packaging. You know, if you want it with, you know, we do a slushy here where we add on top of the seltzer, we add a pog slushy. Uh, if you want syrups, you know, that you can do all different types of things with it. It's really meant to be a base for a cocktail, which uh, one of my one of my favorites lately, uh, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, I love the seltzer movement, uh, but I will tell you, it was a struggle to create this uh, beverage, uh, not only from a okay, formulation, but also the because, team. You know, the team not was- Not just because uh, you're on the show, yeah. but this is so much better than any of the other seltzers yeah. I've had. Like. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste fake, fake, and that's exactly it. When we were in Maine and we were taking the ferry back, that was a big thing. We'd yeah. have these little seltzers, and I kept trying every – we'd go, and you could buy at the package, yeah. you could buy one at a time. And I kept going through, and I was like – I'd get, like, maybe a quarter of it in. And I'm uh, like, I just I've had so anymore. many dumpers. There are terrible. some great ones out there. And, um, you know, I've had, I've had some beautiful ones. I've had some really bad ones. But I agree. I think a lot of times it's this fake – you know, really disgusting aftertaste or this sliminess that's in the in the mouthfeel itself. Yeah. Um, you know, we we approach seltzers much like we approach our beer. Where you know, if we're not going to drink it, we're not going to make it. And you know, we want it to be natural. We want it to be everything that we are as a brewery and a distillery under Kupu uh, to be. Uh, you know, to come through in the seltzers. And so our team, uh, I've got to give them credit for coming up with uh, with the big wins here. So um, you know, we landed. 
I like the fact no, that go you ahead, please. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the, it's a big win for the team. No, the big win. He finished. You know, we came up with the three initial flavors, which were citrus, of course. Then we have our pog, which uh, Luis can tell you pog is a, is a, uh, a very uh, well-known beverage here in Hawaii. And also then the dragon fruit as well. Yep. So yeah, if you want to move on to the pog. Which I can't, yeah. I can't wait yeah. to taste that because I mean, pog is not anything yeah. to write home about. I mean, it's. Mm. It's super, super syrupy, syrupy juice I like mean, passion orange guava this... is what it stands for so passion yes. fruit orange and guava and yeah. you know we take it blend them together as pog and so it's meant to be a uh, reminiscent of the juice that you would get here in hawaii which of course is pink and super sugary and super flavorful with not only fruit but your teeth yeah. hurt your teeth yeah hurt you gotta go after to the dentist your... afterwards for sure but <laughs> This is uh, reminiscent of that character, but with a, a very clean note. So, I mean, you can crush between, I mean, I can, honestly, I got to bring a 12 pack when I go to the beach because I can drink six of them myself and be like, oh, well, what's next? I had to bum a Miller Lite off of someone Oops. not long ago because I brought six to the beach and I was out of booze. So I was like, got to up my game next time. Wait a minute, that's a crime. If you're in Hawaii and you find Garrett Marrero <laughs> drinking a, a Miller Lite, yeah. Times are really bad, and you just yeah. need to do something. I will to tell you, I don't at know. least That's it wasn't so dangerous. <laughs> that would never, ever. Ugh, the Bud Light seltzers oh. are the worst. Okay, yeah, so they're taste buds okay, are screaming, I have another funny Garrett Marrero story. Saying, what the f? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a funny uh, Garrett Marrero story. So yeah. last time in Hawaii, Garrett flies over, and we're hanging out on the beach, and um. And so we're, we're in Waikiki and, you know, Maui Brewing has this amazing place in Waikiki. It's just right on the main drag. You just have to go across the street and, you know, it's Hawaii and you're right across the beach. He just has, he doesn't have a shirt on yet. And we're going across the street and we go in and, and the way the Maui Brewing and the, the location is you, you meet a, a, Post, a yeah. bouncer, but there's sure. a host waiting for you and you either take the stairs or the elevator up. And um, now it's funny because it, when you live in an island, it's only like two degrees of separation. We walk in and the host doesn't know who Garrett is. Has no idea that, oh, he's the owner of Maui Brewing. So we walk in and he's like, but he did his job. He was very polite and he's like, excuse me, sir. Sorry, Olivia's losing her head. Um, he says, excuse me, sir, you have to put your shirt on. You can't go upstairs <laughs> without your shirt on. And Garrett was very, very, oh, absolutely. I'll put it on. Absolutely. He's like, you're right. You're right. Sorry, man. And never told him who he was. So I, it's so funny. So we go upstairs and we have, we hang out for a little bit. And then as we're leaving, Garrett leaves first because they're going to fly back to Maui. And Dave and I are in the, in the, the, the gift shop and Dave wants a hat. And so we're picking out a hat for him, and, I, and they're asked, how was everything? Because, of course, we took pictures with Garrett, and those people knew who Garrett was. So they were very nice, and they were chatting, chatting us up a bit. And I said, oh, it's very funny. Your host on the other side didn't know who Garrett was and told me how to put his shirt on. And, it, and I was like, it was really great, because I, I know sure. Garrett appreciated it, was, but it was very funny that the guy just didn't know who he was. And so I gave that manager a whole, some, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to give that guy so much shit. It's going to be so good. Yeah. But it was hilarious that the fact that the guy had no yeah. Excuse me, sir. Uh, you know, I love that though too because you know, the, I mean, obviously, you know, running around from a beach into a restaurant here, it's easy to forget to put your clothes on sometimes because yeah. you're just like just going in to grab some a beer or something, right? But 
um, the fact that my team, you know, whether they know me or not, they will manage me appropriately. And I, I tell them not to treat me any different than <laughs> anyone else. And, and in fact, like if I'm in the restaurant, I'm the last person I want to be served. You know, I want everyone else taken care of. If it's busy, don't spend time with me. I'm, I'll be fine. You take care of everybody else. And they do a really good job of that. You know, we operate as a team and uh, I'm a big believer that no one works for me. We all work together. We work for each other, if you will. We work with each other. And that, that's really important. So, yeah, I got a great team. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Dragon fruit. I'm yeah. the dragon fruit. So you guys, chugging you guys know what dragon fruit tastes like, right? I'm like. It doesn't really taste like much right? It smells like <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. a unique fruit. Like if you ever see one, it's wild. And, uh, you know, it looks like this, it looks like something off of Star Trek. Uh, and then you cut it open and it depends if you got a red one or a mm -hmm. white flesh one. And the white ones are basically white in the center with tons of these almost poppy seeds, like the seeds all throughout it. Um, super tasty though. Yeah. I love dragon fruit. Uh, but it doesn't have much of a flavor other than people can describe it as, well, tropical but really relatively bland, a lot of water, right? And so we have added other flavors to this, one of them being black cherry. Um, of course, it's one of the number one flavors mm -hmm. of uh, seltzer in America at the moment. So we have a dragon fruit tropical <laughs> note topped up with some black cherry, uh, which we call a top note of flavor. So it's interesting. When you said that, it, it, that is what I smelled yeah. when I opened it up. I was like, oh, yeah. it smells like a black cherry. But I yeah. did not have- So it's yeah. called top noting. It's something we've learned about in, so in the creation of these beverages. But, you know, something that it's 100 calories, it's no sugar, less than one gram of carbs, naturally gluten-free, vegan, of course. Um, what else? And allergen-free. So- Wait a minute. No, I thought you dragon said it had fruit. dragon in it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that make right? it yeah. non vegan? <laughs> 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 like, wait, what? What do we do? Oh, come on. make a bacon seltzer? Uh, you know, but it, it is, uh, it, you know, the seltzer. Oh, that would sell would like crazy. A this is almost seltzer? keto if it didn't have alcohol, yeah. huh? Well, but that's the thing. It's like you, you know, a lot of times people can't say, they're like, oh, I didn't realize it was 5% alcohol. This has 0.2%. I mean, it's. Manini amount of alcohol more, but it's, you know, Bikini Blonde is 4.8% alcohol by volume. Our seltzer is 5.0%. So you got to imagine that it's actually more alcohol than our Hellas Lager has in it. And our, our seasonal beer Shave Ice right now, which I've been crushing a lot of, is 3.8% alcohol. We actually have less alcohol in some of our beers than we have in the seltzer, uh, which is pretty amazing. Oh, Gina, so. you need to borrow that. You could make Shave Ice, yeah. beer Shave Ice. I love the shave ice. Hawaiian shave yeah. ice is the coolest. The sure. block and you just do the well, yeah, things no, that we so have. When I, like we, the when I say shave ice, we have a seasonal beer right now. I don't think I have any of the cans here with me, but um, I'd have to leave frame to go get them. But shave ice is our limited release right now. And it's a Berliner Weiss that is um, oh. made with just a, a ton of tropical fruits. And uh, so it's 3.8% alcohol. Uh -oh. um, just, you know, obviously very low IBU, but it's a true Berliner Weiss style beer. And so what we did is, do we have I don't that think DC got days? any, because it came out like just probably halfway through COVID. And let's just say wholesalers weren't really keen on bringing in a lot of products during COVID. Um, they were like, we're only doing I'm what sure, we know yeah. in this box yeah. because we know it'll sell. But Shave Ice, especially in the heat right now, uh, is a very welcome relief. Because it's crisp, it's dry, it's got those sour tart notes, if you will, from a, a true Berliner Weiss. Um, you know, and it was made, like I said, with a bunch of fruit. 
but it's a play on words where, you know, people come to Hawaii and they have shaved ice is what they say. You know, and you see, hear me uh, enunciating shaved. We don't say it that way here. We say shave ice, uh, not shaved. Drop the D and then you'll immediately sound like you're from here, right? Uh, maybe, but we played on it with shave vice, like W-E-I-S-S-E, like the Berliner vice. So it's oh, shave vice, right? And it's a play on words, but oh, it, yeah. it really is a, a, a unique style of beer that, I, honestly, where you guys are right now, I'm sure you're having record heat. It's like 92 outside right now, um, crushing some seltzers and shave ice. That's literally what I bring to the beach these days. So, well, that's really hot it for, is. for yeah, Maui. It's, 92. Wait, what did you what did you send to Naheem? Did oh, Naheem yeah. get some of this? I heard yeah. saying something <laughs> from you. His palate landed yet. And as I say his palate, but we actually had a, a <laughs> it was really cool. We had a customer in the DC area uh, reach out to us because they um, they use, I think Pueo is their company name or their logo. And uh, we make a beer called Pueo Pale Ale. And the Pueo is a an owl, right? It's a um, ancestral spirit, but you know, so certain families will identify with certain ancestral, you know, beings, if you will. And the Pueo is representative of one. Uh, it's also the Hawaiian white owl, I believe it's called, um, but a Pueo Peleo. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so they wanted to buy a pallet for all of their team. They were going to have a party or they were going to give them out as gifts. I forget. So we ordered uh, total wine contacted us through our wholesaler and was like, Hey, can you do this? And I was like, sure. And at the same time, Naheem was, you know, sitting in uh, his house with, uh, with my goddaughter, Nymeria, and his beautiful wife, Jenny. And they were like, hey, we should order some beer. It was Uber Prego. Uber Prego, yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, hey, can you ship me some beer? I was like, no problem. So he sends me this list. And I'm like, dude, if I, it's going to take me a couple days to box this up and ship it. And it's going to be <laughs> expensive as hell. I can't imagine. So because that pallet was leaving, I called up the wholesalers. Like, hey, can I throw 10 cases on top of that pallet for my buddy? And so we were able to, with that pallet shipping, we threw another 10 cases on top. So Naheem's got a collection of bevies coming. When there is shave ice on there, I made sure of that. Uh, but the high life. He yeah. told so me it was see, coming. You guys will have, uh, it'll be quite the party uh, when you see that. So there's cuckoo cocktails. There's all of our seltzers. Uh, we didn't have acai at the moment because we just came out with a new flavor and um, a bunch of different beers. So. Are we going to get your seltzers here or what's the deal? We will eventually right now. We're, I mean, the, the keeping up with the demand for them here has been the, the most difficult part to give you an idea. We had projected initially about a 50,000 CE um, or case equivalent uh, goal for 2020. And um, I think our pre-orders right now for our 12 packs coming out just in August is like 20,000 units, which is 10,000 CEs. So we're well in past the 50,000 CE mark already, um, you know, which to give you an idea of scale, you know, that's, that, that's a thousand plus barrels of, of seltzer, you know, so larger than most breweries in the country is, wow. um, we've sold more seltzer already. Probably half our sales this month will be seltzer, so. Do you think that like, be honestly, because people are home now and they're not going to bars and stuff, do you think that like, especially in like Hawaii and stuff like that, like, or you're like, you know, people are they're drinking more. I'm not saying that they're drinking more like in, in consumption. They're just yeah. not going to bars. Sure. They're drinking at home. But like your off-premise sales have to be off-premise sales have definitely amazing. increased. I think we're up something like 38% in the mainland um, on off-premise. Wow. 
but that amount does not even come close to making up for the decrease in pints getting served at the bars. So, you know, I'm standing in our Kihei location, which will open today at 3.30. Um, normally we're open 11 to 11 every day of the week. Now we're open five days a week for, you know, six hours and uh, not as busy as we were before. So, you know, it's certainly been um, a real hit to volume. We'll probably do half the production we did last year to be, um, you know, and if we do anything more than half, I would be super stoked. But with our government talking about shutting down again, it's not looking good that way. So, so yeah. They should have never let anybody in. Hawaii was almost, yeah, you know, well, COVID proof. Sure, but you Whereas, know, the you know, interesting Maui, thing Hawaii, is most of the spikes are not coming from people visiting. They're all coming from our own people who traveled and came back and uh, aren't observing the rules. That's oh, what we're hearing at least. But I mean, who knows what to believe anymore? You can't believe media. You can't believe government. You know, I mean, like large scale media. Yeah, you definitely can't listen to the government because they're, you know, today they announced that thermal scanners are in installed and that the facial recognition will be up and running shortly. And that'll be, that's not only on, uh, or installed on time, but within budget. And I'm like, cool, well, what about like facial recognition makes us safer from COVID A and what happened to the whole idea of planning to reopen our, our, our state instead you're worried about facial recognition. Come on, you know, so I don't know, but we don't want to get too political yeah. here. Look, I don't, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to know like where it came from. Yeah. Just wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Even if you don't wear agree, just wear the damn mask, make it easy. Wear for the us, mask. You know? Yep. If everybody could have worn the mask like these other countries, Dave, our caseload would go down. Now, obviously, yeah. there's a whole other discussion, but like <laughs> our industry is so sure. infected that now you're like, you know, you're, you're pivoting. And I feel like, and I didn't really know that you were working on all these seltzers, but like, what a one wonderful Thank product you. that's amazing. And two, now I'm yeah. pissed that we can't get it. We'll make sure we get and some out there. Now we have to wait till. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, I don't know. I think by year end, it's realistic. You know, the other thing too, is that shipping is ridiculously expensive. So although we can ship, um, it becomes cost prohibitive. So we're not competitive, even though we might have a superior product on the shelf, taking that gamble at the shelf level for a customer, they, you know, it's going to be one, two, three dollars more per six pack than they're used to spending. And that's just to cover the fact that it's made here in Hawaii. So that, that certainly presents a challenge. But when you have zero and one gram, like I know so many people in like the, um, like, you know, the bodybuilder, yeah. health space, strong people, whatever, that like drink the seltzers because it's like the yeah. only thing they'll allow in their body for alcohol like purposes. Yeah. This is like- It's super clean. Market and, for that. you know, I, I'm, I like to eat well. Um, I love food as you know. Um, but you know, when I'm not eating, you know, awesome food all the time, you know, I'm, I'm training and I'm always taking <laughs> care of myself. And so for, for that standpoint, that's another reason we don't use artificial flavors or what they call womp, you know, with, with quote, with other natural flavors, we want to make everything. Uh, if I won't put it in my body, I'm not going to expect you to put it in yours. And uh, our beverages are, are modeled after that as an ethos for our company, um, from our food all the way through our beverage. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm down almost 20 pounds. I think that speaks. COVID. I'm, I've got my COVID minus I know. 19 from the <laughs> You're such an asshole, Garrett. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? COVID minus 19? No, you, the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for you, yeah. for some, but not all. Yeah. yeah. 
I know. The other day when we did our pre-interview, Gina, that was the first thing I was like, uh, where where did your COVID-15 yeah. go? Because <laughs> I was like so yeah. thin. I Comparatively. was like, holy cow. Yeah. He's not telling. Well, so no, he said it was all out. liquid. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> I, I, have, I have one suggestion. I was going to say this. I have one suggestion. If I was going to do anything to your products, and, I'm, I, and I don't want to, but if I was going to, I would definitely put just a touch of tequila with um the not with the pog. with this yeah. one with the pog. Yeah. Well, let's show us how, Gina. Let's show our let's show tequila our tequila selfies. Is, is that okay? That. Can we make yeah. one drink? So, so I was going to. So originally we were going to make we made the syrup. I had everybody make a salted pineapple syrup, which I absolutely love. And That's let's cool. use a little touch of that. And I realized we're gonna take away the 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 liquor um the the sorry the calorie portion hey of you it. gotta live however yeah. you know let let's just try it exactly. i mean you know i'm actually opening a brand new bottle of tequila for you i didn't open it prior so we can make this if we so we can use a citrus salt on the outside of this if you're not a salt person with your tequila drinks you don't need it this um seltzer has a surprisingly like really lovely balance to it so i might even say skip the salted rim on the glass but what we're gonna put in there is just one ounce of of a, a nice reposado or tequila that you really like. If you're more of a blanco or a reposado, nothing anejo. It'll be just a little too strong. So I'm just using this before. It's really quite Fancy. lovely. I I think it's really nice. Yeah, it's it's a look. Long... I have the goat COVID go. size bottle. Of I've crushed a few yeah. bottles of Espolón uh, during COVID for sure. I've got uh, Casadores from my I mean, friend Manny. He's, you know, Josa, he's, uh, he's nice. the rep for, uh, I think this region, but, uh, he's probably even more important than that, but nice. yeah, crushing Casadores. I've gone through Casadores, Casamigos, and my, uh, I had a good buddy of mine sent me some Terramana too. So I've been, I've been going through my tequila for sure. And I call this my tequila Seltzy this, uh, without, I've not done syrup. So that's actually pretty good. But, uh, Seltzy is a name we've given to seltzer. Um, my good friends at Roadhouse Brewing in Wyoming, um, we made a beer together this last fall or last, well, winter, I guess it was, uh, pre-COVID. And uh, they were out here and we were crushing Seltzy a, a lot. So it just became a thing. So, yeah. Nice. So you said one ounce of tequila, Gina? One ounce of tequila. And we're going to okay. do a quarter ounce of that pineapple, that salted pineapple. Okay. Right? And... So I just, and I don't even think I want to put this on there. This is the first time I'm actually making this now with the seltzer. So like, I almost want to keep it more delicate than I even thought. Okay. So we're going to add the pog. You said a quarter ounce of this? To the top. And a, yeah, just a quarter yeah. ounce. Because you're just going to add just a little touch of sweetener to, with, the, with the agave. You don't really mm -hmm. need much. And then we're just going to give it like a quick little... Um, a quick Oof. little stir, like basically a pull through. First. Because you have the liquor on the bottom, so it's going to pull it to the top. <laughs> I think your pog yeah, is very happy to see you, Garrett. You mean I shouldn't <laughs> have shaken then, it? Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's, I'm going to give it a little taste prior to you all trying it. And I'm going to say 86. You don't need the other citrus. You don't need additional okay. citrus. It's done. <laughs> oh, wow. That done. syrup is delicious. Cheers. Oh. It's just a touch. Mm. Well, I'm sure your pineapples are well, better than mine. One of our uh, 
Garrett's pineapples are, are pretty wow. nice. <laughs> That's oh my God. I don't even know don't what either. that would be. I just could not say it. Fair. Very fair. Jesus. Usually I'm talking about Gina's melons, but this, I threw it up there. I just, I don't know hey. what I was, I'm sorry. Who doesn't love good fruit though, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, true. This is really, yeah, oh my, my gosh, um, killing one, of our, killer. one of our managers so here, long. Neil, made the syrup for us this morning. Because uh, I, I got the list from y'all and I was I sent it over to my team. I was like, hey, can you guys make me look good and do all this stuff? And uh, that's, again, like I said, I have a great team. I couldn't do it without them, for sure. So, uh, you know, I got off one call, came down here, set up, awesome. and everything's like, oh, cool, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so cheers to team, <laughs> team MBC, as we say. Thank you. Yeah, cheers, cheers to you for me, allowing me to have a drink at noon but today. <laughs> because it's oh, work. It's excuse. Because it's yeah, work, guys. Right. Yeah. It is work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, it's working. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm definitely. I just want to. Yeah. I want to point out one other thing. So Gary also has the island um, tonic yep. as yep. well, and I'm definitely going to drink this tonight. Now knowing that I cannot get any more. Well, yeah, and so that's the thing, you know, not, again, not to get political, but, you know, we've talked about how, you know, wineries can ship wine to every customer across the country, but breweries can't do the same with beer, distilleries can't do the same with spirits, but we can ship our non-alcoholic soda across the country. So we do actually sell our sodas uh, online through our website, so you can get our tonic, our ginger beer, our cola, and our uh, root beer, and we usually recommend a 12-pack because it's just the most efficient shipping. But we are working to get uh, our other beverages able to ship uh, direct to customer. That just seems right. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Are you capable of doing those squat cans, those eight ounce cans? You know, I'd love to. Uh, that's something that I asked of Ball. Um, unfortunately, I'd have to commit to a ridiculous amount of cans because uh, they're made. Our cans are actually made in Hawaii. Oh, really? So uh, the plant only makes that that can that you were holding. It's the only size and shape Is can they make. Is that on Oahu? And you notice it has Beautiful the ridges can. over on Oahu. Yeah. 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 You notice how the ridges at the yeah. top are there. Yeah. And if you have another can of a mainland beverage, uh, you'll see that the can itself is about an eighth of an inch wider. Ours is an eighth of an inch wider at the top. Um, it's uh, exactly the same diameter at the top as the Sam can, the 206, uh, where you know, uh, Jim Cook and Boston yeah. Beer wanted to have that bigger aroma release. So it's essentially all it is is a 206 can uh, without the ridges on it. So um, you know, for us, it's the only can we can get. For us to do a 206 eight ounce can, it's not made anywhere in the world. We would need to commit to like 50 million cans to be able to do that. And I was like, never mind. Okay, that's a little more than I can probably commit to at the moment. But an eight ounce cocktail, an eight ounce tonic, an eight ounce our cold brew coffee would do really well in there. I'm sorry, did um, you say you do I cold brew coffee you. as well? We do a separate company uh, called Origin Coffee Maui, and um, our brewmaster, her wife, was the uh, I want to say 2016 or 17 Roastmaster of the Year, uh, and she roasted you know I don't know how many number one coffees, but uh, or highly rated coffees from the Coffee Review. So uh, Kim, who is our brewmaster, uh, married Heather, who's our roastmaster, and so we we have two separate companies that we're partners in on the coffee side. So we make nitro cold brew and we're working on a coffee liqueur. And you can order beans uh, from her directly too, online. So we're keeping really? it Ohana. I'll have to send a care package. Keeping it Ohana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, roasted right here at the brewery. So anytime we do a coffee beer or coffee beverage in general, we, we're using Origin 
So, so Gina, I wish you'd gone a couple of years ago. Um, I went out and when Matt, when Garrett was on the show before, um, went out to see the brewery and it's so beautiful. I know I said it then, but, but it like yeah. all the doors open up completely. So you've got this beautiful Island breeze coming mm -hmm. through, but then right behind Garrett's shoulder, you can see the distillery yeah. or the brewery. And you were just starting to we distill yeah. then you weren't even like full. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a lovely space. It really Trust is. me, it looks so, so much well better done. when there's people here. <laughs> yeah. Amy shared so many more photos of it than you have, Louise. Yeah. So. Plus, I think Naheem <laughs> no. lived here I do, for a while I, while, while Jenny and Maria and I were out. Naheem was uh, stuck in the cold room doing work. So, <laughs> yeah. He's the best. Totally. <laughs> and, best. He didn't and he didn't, and he wouldn't no, want to be absolutely. anywhere else. <laughs> he, he literally just redid our Airstream that, you know, like he made it perfect, which is insanity because it's a little Airstream. So, which you have to love. So uh, Gina, a little housekeeping. Where are they going to go to get this very simple, but amazing little cocktail? You're going to go to designated drinker.show and then we're going to also put the link, right? Yes. There we yes. go. Yes. To, to Maui the tonic, and if you happen to be lucky enough to live in Hawaii or Maui, you can get all the products there. Yes, yep, absolutely. So we're, we're working kind of from, from Hawaii out towards the East Coast. We're probably be West Coast first, and then we have to probably get to Texas before we can get over just the way the shipping works. But we're, we're working on a few things to try and get things out more uh, readily to these markets. So uh, you guys know I love DC because I get to see y'all, but. Uh, and, eat and get a haircut. Food and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do. I usually do. Right across the street from Jack Rose, I go get my uh, get get my head buzzed and, and get a little trim. And, yeah. and then he comes hangs out with us, and we are buzzed the rest of the time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, I've had a lot of celebrations in in DC that I, I, I very much enjoyed. So. There's nothing wrong with that. And kind of no. remember. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, although I'm glad this year the hill climb was supposed to be in like June or something. And I know it was already hot. And so me in a suit in D.C. in June, those two things just don't go together. So uh, yeah, I'm glad we get to miss that. You had to wear covered shoes and a suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing like you do in Hawaii. <laughs> no. I've, I think I've worn a suit in Hawaii like maybe once and that was for like a party, like a special event, you know, yeah. that was like we're dressing up. It was, I think it was actually yeah. our Christmas party. We did a Gatsby theme and that was the only time oh, I've worn a suit fine. in the state of Hawaii. As a costume, so. not as real yeah. clothes, but as costume. Oh, yeah, totally. Yes. Costume. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I've gone to black tie um, like weddings like I'm wearing like a, a dress mm -hmm. i mean an evening gown and the men oh, are totally. wearing aloha yeah shirts. that's dressed up <laughs> i mean i put on a v-neck for you guys today oh yeah like that's... instead of like a regular t-shirt look at that so i figured i getting too <laughs> dressed up for me would have been putting on a polo which would have had a collar oh my god yeah we wouldn't even recognize like, oh. you like who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> who is this man in a polo yeah. <laughs> all right gina it's all you I think we know this question though. Didn't we already ask her? I, I think you should see if it changed. Okay. You know, we already, we, I know we've asked you this question about your spirit animal and who you identify with and how you see yourself, right? Do you think, or has your spirit ingredient changed? And if Ooh, it hasn't, my spirit, has, what uh, is it and why? My spirit ingredient is definitely ingredient. tequila. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that changed at all, but I'll tell you, it used to be, I would, 
if I, if it changed, it went from whiskey to tequila. And I, I'd probably say within the last couple of years, I've just consumed more tequila and I had a really good friend of mine, Matt Bonney, uh, who passed away, unfortunately, um, a bit ago. And he's the one who uh, really got me into tequila and mezcal. And, you know, prior to him, you know, it was margaritas maybe, but a shot of tequila was not something I wanted to drink. It was reminiscent of me growing up in San Diego and getting cheap tequila in Mexico at 18 or 17 or 16. You know, cover your ears. <laughs> but uh, now, like, I've learned so much about tequila and what makes it and uh, the nuances between it. And it's definitely something that I uh, really gravitate towards as a beverage. So, yeah. That G4 looked pretty amazing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to try some of that. So, yeah. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you. You send me some stuff. I can do um, that. I'm going to look up what your, your ingredient was, but I literally remember that episode of Jack Rose when we first started doing yeah. that question. And I feel like yeah. that's what you said. It might but, be. It might be. But. <laughs> I, you know, we had so many drinks that True. day, we may have not True. even asked the question, Gina. <laughs> I was drinking yeah, before did. you that even got there. One. That was, was still like, one of uh, Well, it's day off. <laughs> yeah, you were in here before we yeah. got there. You're right. It was probably because we were at Jack Rose the that night before. That took me to such a great desert. Start drinking again because we probably didn't feel great. So, yeah. That sometimes happens. <laughs> yeah. Little hair What's interesting, you know, it's funny is, it you know, how it connected does. we are, um, you know, even if you're separated for years you know how you know even among family and friends how you know when, when you identify with people like there's so many similarities and it's what bonds you right and anecdotally I have uh, a group of cousins that grew up on the east coast completely separate from us uh, these are my my dad's sister's kids and we spent more than 20 years apart due to a you know I would just call it a bullshit family rift that none of the kids knew what was happening but you know, we felt, yeah. you know, when we met up again, we were kind of robbed. Uh, we felt robbed of that, that, uh, that 20 years. And it's amazing how not even being together, we hang out and we're the same people. Like we, we talk the same, we were mannerisms with our hands, you know, we love tequila. Like, it's weird how like those types of things <laughs> that just come through. I don't know if it's in the genes, if it, how, how it happens, but uh, it's amazing just to, to realize how separate you can be, but still be so connected. And I think that's something we need more of in the world today is finding those connections that bind us. So we can disagree about everything, but if we love tequila, we have something to build on. You know what I mean? So I think that's what the world needs. Yeah. We're good. We're good here. Absolutely. We can drink yes. tequila all day long. Yes. Right until yes. you can't. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Totally. Oh. Yeah. All, All right. right. Time to sleep Indeed. this one off. All right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank yeah. you for right. coming. Cheers. Cheers. Aloha, Garrett. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. 